Now let the words of our mouths and meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture readings for today come from the New Revised Standard Version Bible, and our first reading for today is from Daniel, chapter 12, verses 5 through 9. Then I, Daniel, looked, and two others appeared, one standing on this bank of the stream and one on the other. One of them said to the man clothed in linen who was upstream, How long shall it be until the end of these wonders? The man clothed in linen who was upstream raised his right hand and his left hand toward heaven. And I heard him swear by the one who lives forever that it would be for a time, two times and half a time, and that when the shattering of the power of the holy people comes to an end, all these things would be accomplished. I heard, but I could not understand. So I said, My Lord, what shall be the outcome of these things? He said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are to remain secret and sealed until the time of the end. Our next reading for today is from 1 Thessalonians, chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died, so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, though Jesus, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will by no means precede those who have died. For the Lord himself, with the cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of God's trumpet, will ascend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Our last reading for today is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, verses 32 through 37. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert. For you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore keep awake. For you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our message today is based on a question that I have dealt with numerous times. And it's one that's really difficult. A part of the difficulty is that when we start talking about the end times, we start getting into what is, in essence, a guessing game. And the reason I say that is because people have been trying to pin down when for pretty much as long as people have thought there would be an end. And every year, somebody is making a prediction about when the end will come. There are entire churches based on being in the end of days. 
And so I picked the readings for today, not because they are the only ones, not because they are extensive, but because they help to highlight a few points that I wanted to make today. We'll start with our reading from Paul. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul is writing to the people of Thessalonica about when the end will come and what will happen. And it's easy to miss what Paul is saying because of the fact that he's saying a lot. These are letters packed full of ideas and references and themes, and it's easy to find that there is a lot to take in with every little section. Paul is talking about what happens after death to try to comfort the believers in Thessalonica. Something that we get from his letter is that Paul talks about it, the end times is something that he expects to see in his lifetime. Part of what tells us this is the general thrust of all of Paul's writings. But the other part is the way that he words the section that we have in our reading today. When Paul talks about what will happen, he talks about we who are alive, as opposed to those who have already died. Now, we we could overlook that and think of it as general those, but we would miss something important in what Paul believed. Paul believed all of those things would happen before he died. Paul believed that the end time was coming just around the corner and that he would see it before he tasted death. And it weighed on him later when he started to think that maybe he wouldn't see it in his lifetime. His views began to change. Not radically, but Paul had to shift from thinking that he would see it to it'd be soon still. One of the reasons I highlight this is because it lets us say something that sometimes we're afraid to be able to say when we look at things in the Bible. For me, it's that we can say, Paul was wrong. Does that invalidate everything Paul ever said? No. Because it turns out being wrong about one thing doesn't invalidate everything you ever had to say. Being wrong once doesn't make you wrong about everything. But we don't often like to say that Paul could be wrong about something because it opens the door to thinking that we have to evaluate. Paul's words, to which I would say, of course. And it lets us be critical without being dismissive. Because it's easy to see that Paul was wrong. He was so sure the end would come in his time, and it didn't. It didn't happen in his lifetime. It didn't happen with a hundred years of his lifetime. It hasn't happened yet. But since Paul's day, people have been 
predicting over and over again, trying to say we know these are the signs, this is what's coming, the end is near. So far, not a single one of them has been right. Zero. So the question may arise again, well, then when is the end coming? Shouldn't we know? We can look to Daniel for some help on this one. Daniel is in the midst of trying to figure out all these wonders at the end of the age. One of Daniel's visions that is incredibly complicated and hard to understand. Lucky for us, Daniel recognizes how hard it is to understand. But it also means Daniel can't explain it because it doesn't make sense to Daniel. Daniel hears about the end but can't understand, and he's told to go on his way. It's a secret until the end times are upon us. In other words, sorry, Daniel, you don't get to know. Now, a lot of effort has gone into figuring out what a time, two times and half a time means. There are entire theological constructs based on guessing about that. Books have been written talking about the end times and they base some of their things on this. And they base it on wild speculation. Because they're guessing. And I say guessing because it is guessing. Because... Even our reading today says, sorry, you don't get to know. And I picked Daniel because of the fact that there are other readings that we could show that tell us that we may not understand, but Daniel helps to go back into the Old Testament and not just say it's a New Testament idea, because we often look straight to Revelation. And I wanted to point out that even in our Old Testament readings, we get this concept of the end may come and we may have no idea. But the problem with both Daniel's vision and the revelation to John is that the symbolism can be interpreted in a thousand different ways. And it has been interpreted in all those different ways and continues to find new interpretations today. I have seen people write up long papers about how the end is coming. Some years ago, I remember being in a Bible study and we had a mailing that had come out that showed how the president was the Antichrist and the end was coming in just a couple of years. Guess what? It didn't. We can go back and find time after time after time that somebody has put everything together, meticulously plotted out exactly when the end is coming by associating all of the signs with things they could see and been wrong. How could so many people be wrong? To address that problem, we come to our gospel reading today. In the gospel of Mark, we have an idea that is repeated elsewhere in the gospels, but the opening line really solidifies the point that I would want to make. 
But about that day or hour, no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, nor... But only the Father. Wanted to have another nor in there. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. And I think we overlook that too often. Because what we're told is to keep alert, to keep awake, and know that it could come. But we don't know when. So that does leave us with a rather big question, and it can be a rather difficult one. Then when is the end coming? Is the end near? And I would say, based on everything that I have read, everything that I have gone through studying the Bible, I can tell you for certain, we don't know. Is that an unsatisfying answer? For some it might be. But here's the thing. If we base our lives around guessing when the end will come, we're going to spend too much time trying to predict when it will come and not enough time thinking about what it means. We could spend our entire lives trying to figure out when the end will come and not one moment living our life trusting that whatever it does, that we will be in God's hands. And for me, this has quickly become an issue of does it matter? Now, one might find it odd for me to say that I don't know that it matters when the end comes. But here's my reasoning. Do I know if the end is near? No. Does it change how I live my life? Also no. Why doesn't it change how I live my life? Because if I live my life trusting that God will be with me from start to finish, that God is in control, that the reign of God lasts forever, then I don't have to worry about it. Because the end is just another stage. But if I trust that I walk with Christ every step of the way, then I will walk with Christ now, and I will walk with Christ in the end, and I will walk with Christ always. So why should I worry? Why should I be concerned? And because I trust that God will be with me no matter what, I'm not overly concerned with when the end comes. I'm always open to discussing what and how the end will look like and how it impacts me, looking at what we might be able to glean as an understanding of it and see how it changes the way we live our lives. I'm always open for those discussions. But I've yet to figure out a way that knowing when will alter how I live. Because the best thing that any of us can do is to live our life each day we try to love more and worry less. Because for me, that's what a life in Christ is. Being perfected in love so that I can live a life based in love. And so maybe it doesn't matter if the end is imminent or if the end is far off. Maybe it doesn't matter that Paul is mistaken. Paul's human. He gets to make mistakes, even if we don't like letting him do it. Maybe what we're being told when we're told that no one knows about when 
the end is coming, is that if we try to pick a date, it's because we're trying to figure out how long we have before we have to make up for our mistakes. The better response is to forgive today, because you can forgive today. Seek forgiveness today, because you can seek forgiveness today. Love today, because you can love today. And whatever comes tomorrow will come. And regardless of what comes, Christ is with us. Regardless of what comes, God is in control. Nobody knows what will happen tomorrow. Except we do know this. Tomorrow will be another day in which Christ invites us to walk in his ways, invites us to love one another, and invites us to be in community with all. It is another day that we may be alert to seek out chances to love greater, to serve God better, and to share the good news. So the question I ask is this. Does it even matter when the end is? If we will be with Christ yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen.